0: Hey guys, welcome to the Clean House Project. This is Lauren, and if you guys are new here to this podcast, this podcast is about how me and my co-host Stephanie are cleaning up all areas of our lives, and we also talk about business, fitness, um entrepreneurship, and just basically how we can also inspire you to start cleaning up all areas of your life as well. So, this is a um the third part of third and final part of the uh, relationships uh series that I have and I think this is one that I am actually been super excited to do and I have been raving about this book called attached for a while now on my Instagram um, which is at Lauren Pond if you guys are new here and um uh, I have found that this has made such a huge difference for my life and um in terms of like finding a partner and also figuring out why I always used to attract and be with a lot of losers. So it really opened my eyes and I just don't think this knowledge is out there. And I think it's just so important um, for you guys to also know like the differences between someone that is secure versus insecure. So if you guys haven't already listened to the other two um parts of the relationship series I suggest you guys go back and listen to them I think they're only a few episodes back and um yeah so basically I have a very special guest here um which is actually my boyfriend Travis and um I have him here um because I think that he is a person that is um, actually, so while, while I'm talking, um, Travis, you can like, say something,
1: I guess. Hey everyone, nice <laughs> to meet
0: you guys. <laughs> he's just like sitting in front of me, we're, we're just sitting on the ground in his room, and uh, we're both very tired, it's 10pm, and um, I, I kind of dragged him into this podcast, but he was really, really happy to be here and talk with you guys, even though he's not sure like what he's going to be talking about, but... Um, so we're kind of springing some questions on him Um,
1: yeah this is actually my first time being on a podcast
0: oh really oh shoot I've never been on one before oh yeah I haven't been on EJ's yet so it'll be fun yeah (laughs) yeah cool Um, so yeah I actually wanted you to do this because I think like I wanted people to have an example of a man who is actually um, the kind of person I think a lot of women are seeking qualities I feel like a lot of people don't have and what I what you have is like the Key traits that someone who has the secure attachment style has, um, some things include like you are very mentally flexible with things. Um, you're a very very effective communicator. Like you're very straight to the point, which I love. Um, and you're also like not a game player, which is like I I always used to think that you have like finding a relationship meant like you have to be playing a game like back and forth. Like I need to not text him back so quick or whatever. Um, you're very comfortable with closeness um and the last thing um that makes you really great is that you um are very quick to forgive which i think is really awesome. Oh and another thing also you are very concerned about boundaries meaning like you understand um when to set boundaries and also like when to know what my boundaries are. So i think i'm describing you, don't you think so? <laughs> like this one here taking words out of your mouth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, i think so. I mean maybe i'm just so good at playing games that you can't tell i'm playing games
0: yeah maybe <laughs> no i'm just so kidding stupid. No, i think
1: i think that pretty accurately describes me but also i think what the book says as secure attachment style people so
0: yeah but like it's funny because you never even knew what secure attachment was right but then you just happen to already do these things where like that, that's what you've been telling me you've been telling me like this is not just how you react in a relationship right this is kind of how you treat other people as well
1: yeah i think in general. I think it's how I treat, like, everyone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like I'm doing anything special or right. out of the ordinary to me, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is how everyone should treat each other, I don't right. know. Right,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, like, where do you think you learned that from, then, maybe people you're around, like, your parents, because not many people do this kind of thing, so it must have been the way you grew up.
1: I or... think it must be the way I grew up, it's probably, um, probably from my parents, probably from my... know the people I surrounded myself with when I was a kid um and the reason why I think that is because you know even when I'm in groups that do differently like you know if I'm in like a group of like whatever I mean this is a little bit separate from like maybe just relationship only but like uh like I'm in in a group of like troublemakers or I'm a group of um you know really rowdy people or you know people who do a certain thing like even if I'm in the group, I don't always do what they do because I feel like it's not, like, correct or it's not how I would do things. Uh. I think that applies the same way with, like, you know, relationships, right, where, like, my friends and I would all go out and, you know, like, I mean, guys and girls both, you know, they go out and, you know, try to hook up with people whatever and, like, not saying it's wrong, but it just wasn't my thing, you know, Mm. and so even in a group or in a setting where, like, everyone's doing that, it just wasn't my thing. And and if that's the case, it probably is not the surroundings. It's probably my upbringing mm.
0: you know, from like
1: way before,
0: you know. Mm. That's so interesting. I remember when you first told me that you, like before you met me, you were single for five years. I think that's pretty bizarre considering that, I mean, I guess like in, in today's age, everyone's like just trying to hook up, like you said. Um, it, it's kind of normal. But then the thing that's not normal is, being single and choosing to be alone for five years. So, like, why, like, what really, I mean, like, if you want to, if you're willing to share, like, why you decided to stay single, like, was that a choice, do you think? Or is it just more like a preference or kind of like what you were already working on? You didn't want to be with someone.
1: Um, I don't think it was just one thing for five years, like, one thing that, that was consistent over five years. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, um, when I got out of my last relationship, uh, of course, like the first thing I did was like on all the dating apps <laughs> and I tried to like go on dates with people only, uh, you know, it's really hard to find people at least for me that, um, that I could like connect with and like, I don't know, be myself or have like commonalities with, I guess.
0: Mm.
1: And so in the beginning, it was just like, I couldn't find Anyone, (laughs)
0: Mm. And
1: then later, when I started... I mean, I was also, like, in a lot of pain back then. And Mm. I was, like, just trying to, like, numb it by, like, just drinking and, like, going on dates and just, you know... (laughs) I don't know, like... Just kind of, like, just what everyone does when they just got out of a relationship. And then that's when I started going into, like, the self-development, like, entrepreneurship route. Mm. And I started to realize that it would take like all my focus and all my energy and at that point is when I realized I was like wow in the state that I'm in like it's not the time for me to go out and like Mm -hmm. find someone else you know Mm -hmm. I need to work on myself first and like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. actually be someone who can attract the kind of person that I wanted to be with you know Mm -hmm. and so for the next couple years after that, it was just like, I don't know, maybe it's avoidant or whatever in the what the book says, but I was like, oh, I don't have time, mm-hmm. you know, for girls. Like, I need to, like, focus on myself. I need to go to the gym consistently, start a business, like, get a stable income and, like, all these different things that I felt uh, I needed before I was ready to, like, take care of someone else, you know?
0: Mm. Mm, so, how would most people even know that they're ready? <laughs> You're not saying anything. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: how would most people know they're ready? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Because for me, I didn't even think I was ready. Like, I still felt... Like, when, I was, when, when we started dating... I didn't even think I was ready at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still felt like, you know, I, I wanted to have my business up and up and running. I wanted to like do, you know, I wanted to travel. I wanted to do other things before like I, you know, diverted my energy and attention away to someone else. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there I was like working on my business and, you know, networking with Arte and all that stuff. And then along comes this little ABG,
0: <laughs>
1: corners me in the car, and it's like, no. you better go on a date with me, <laughs> and, and you can't leave the car unless you say yes. And then, so I was like, shit, like, I guess I gotta go on a date. And then, yeah, I mean, that's basically... So, the long story short, it's basically <laughs> like, to sum it up is basically, I don't think... I think it's a wrong way to think. Like, I think it's wrong mm-hmm. to think like, I think I was wrong in thinking that I had to get to a certain point to work on my, like working on myself before I was like ready. Cause mm-hmm. it's never going to really come like, like if you're really working on yourself, like, and and you really want to like get better and better, like it's never going to be like, okay, I'm good enough mm-hmm. because there's always going to be like more for you to learn and do and get, and improve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I actually realized as, you know it was like five years of you know working on myself, you know, um, mm. and so yeah, I guess that's that's what I'm trying to say,
0: mm, okay, got it, yeah, I think that's a good point I mean this all this like even though we talk about relationships in this episode, I think a lot more of it comes down to like personal growth um because all these um all these traits that you have I think came also because you worked so hard on yourself for five years you were in personal development and you I think you solidified these even more so uh, I think like for listeners I think this is something that could be a key that you look for in another person like are they someone that's seeking growth are they someone that's actively working on themselves Um, and going back to what we I guess like our relationship I think like since we've been dating for I think like about three months already, um which is like it feels like it's been way longer, but uh, I just feel like very connected to you, and I feel like um it's it's something where I personally haven't felt with anyone else, but I think um knowing that I think uh it I think what we're really good at is really noticing what we can work on with each other uh, I think we're both very very um in tune with that so um since those three months what are some things you have you noticed that we probably need to work on more in this relationship so that it doesn't build up later on
1: um well I think the classic one that I think affects most couples would be you know I guess this is a generalization but you know generally you know the guy is a lot more logical and rational and doesn't like or don't like to make decisions based on emotion and then girls seem to be, you know, naturally more emotional. And so there's always that kind of balance um, that we have to work on all the time. It's like, you know, for me, like I'm super logical and rational and like, uh, you know, I told you a lot of people call me like robotic (laughs) because, you know, I don't show emotions. When mm-hmm. I and I don't make any decisions based on emotion really, um, and so it's hard for me to to not think that way, mm. and to think that you know emotions are valid because mm-hmm. you know sometimes to me it's like uh, when people react emotionally I'm like this doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and so I automatically kind of like or I guess I used to automatically just kind of like shut it down and say like, this doesn't make any sense like. You know this is clearly the better way over here like like why do you think that way just like don't think that way you know right and then of course that makes the emotional person feel like their feelings are like they, sh- they feel stupid for feeling that way mm-hmm. or whatever because they probably know also logically that yeah like it's correct but then they still feel what they feel right and so that's something that has already come up with us
0: you know mm-hmm. multiple
1: times and it's something that we both you know probably will always have to constantly work on. Right. But I think we do a good job of that in the sense of like you know what I'm probably thinking. <laughs> like you know how I probably would think about something and yeah. then I have to remember that people have people have emotions. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like for me I'm like oh this is an emotional situation but then I'm like all right I cut all the emotion out and then I just make it based on like the logic side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it definitely it was something that was very concerning for me in the beginning because I was afraid because in the past, based on like my past trauma, whenever I would bring up something that maybe I wanted you to work on, like the other person to work on, um, I would always get shut down. I would like it would always be turned back against me. So I think for a long time, not a long time, but like obviously in the beginning, if um it it could be small remarks too like i would kind of bottle it up because i'm like oh i don't know i i assume that all all men don't take like criticism or not not criticism like feedback very well so like i didn't want to uh i kind of bottle everything up and didn't want to tell you how i actually felt about something so let's just say for example um i come to you but with in a problem with a problem in my business right and i'm i'm clearly very stressed and i'm like um, coming to you, not necessarily for the answer to my problem, but, like, it's more so for sympathy. But obviously because you approach things very logically, that's why you try to actually just help me, right? So it's not necessary that it's a bad thing. It's just, like, we're kind of wired differently where you, in your eyes, that's seen as help. In my eyes, it's just, like, oh, you're insensitive. You don't, you're not seeing what I actually want. Like, I'm not looking for a solution. I just want you to, like... Comfort me, tell me that everything's going to be okay, um, that you're doing awesome, all these things, right? But for you, that doesn't come second nature. And I think, actually, that's a lot of things that... It's it's a huge reason why men and women don't really communicate very well. Um, and I know... And, like, I think for you and me, like, what, what I really like, and maybe, like, a lot of you who are listening can really take from what Travis and I have um, thought of to meet each other halfway is, um, for me... I think before I come to him with something that's very emotionally charged, um, I think it's important to put a little bit of, like, logic in it or at least, like, be a little more clear about what I'm trying to say. Um, Because let's just say, for example, I wanted to... Like, I think we went to, like, a party or something. um, Like, a kickback or whatever. It was, like, a family dinner. Um, And uh, I'm a very introverted person and he's... His family is, or your family, Travis, is. Um, you guys always have so many get-togethers. Um, and at night, it's maybe like 10, and I'm already very sleepy. And also, I, I'm very drained. So I remember I looked at him, and I told Travis, like, oh, I'm tired. But I didn't actually say, I want to leave. So he just said, oh, you're tired, okay. But we, like, lingered for maybe, like, an hour long or so um and when I when we left I was like kind of not wanting to talk to him like I I would just kind of like yeah I was just being a little like kind of just brushing him off um and he didn't really know why um and then when I went we went home like he still didn't know why and like I think at, at this point I think most girls are just like you should know why <laughs> like you should understand why like because we don't f- we feel like we shouldn't um need to explain to you you should just know but then I realized that these are not mind readers <laughs> and like if I didn't tell you would you have known that that like that I wanted to just leave and that I didn't like I wish yeah would you have understood that situation
1: no I mean <laughs> I knew you were like mad because you were just like all like short and just like I don't know, just making little comments here and there but I was like I don't know why she's I don't know why she's saying that or doing yeah. that or acting that yeah. way.
0: So I think, like, on my end, my way of meeting him halfway is at least to straight up say, I'm tired, I'm feeling a little drained, is it okay if we go home? Or, like, ask for permission or even just bring it up directly. Because it, it's really hard for girls to do that. It's just because for some reason, we're just wired to think that other people should care about us the way they um um that we care about them. Or, like, that we pick up on things. Because, like, if you tell a girl, that oh, I'm tired, they instantly pick up, like, oh, she probably wants to go home. But for guys, it's just, like, if you don't actually say what you want, they don't really, they don't process that indirect language like that properly, you know.
1: I mean, I guess I I want to say, like, when you take it in isolation, when it says, like, I'm tired, obviously, it means, like, okay, like, let's go home. Mm. If you just take it like that.
0: Mm.
1: uh So, I guess the other context is, like, Lauren works a lot. And so, sometimes, it's, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, and she's, like, Travis, I'm tired. (laughs) So, I'm, like, okay, like, I know you're tired, you had a long morning. And then, like, sometimes, in the same day, it's, like, 3 o'clock, and she's, like, I'm tired. (laughs) So, like, it's kind of like when you hear I'm tired so many times, (laughs) I'm just, like, okay, like, I know you're tired. I'm tired, too, but, like, we're at a party, we got to keep going, you know, and that's how I'm a little bit extroverted. So it's like, you know, I, I rally through the tiredness to to keep partying, you know, <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I know you're tired. I'm tired, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just started to get all mad. And I was like, I don't know what I don't know why she's so mad. <laughs> and then later she told me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to add that in. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I think I told you like, oh, like. I think one time I I did mention to him like I'm very pretty introverted like I'm not good around people and like when we started dating like it was the most people I've been around like constantly every single day, so it was difficult. But like even though I told him once, I still didn't later on remind him. So I assumed that he already knew. Like again, like we think that they're mind readers when they're really fucking not. So I think this is I think this is an important lesson that I learned on my end to okay be first tell like what you f- like tell it with logic, and then you can follow up with emotions, I guess, Um, because I'm not going to change to be someone that's completely logical, Um, and I don't expect him to, like, read between the lines all the time, because that's not fair, Um, and it's important to, like, give him all the the details to work with so he knows how to respond uh, appropriately. Sometimes it even has to come down to, like, telling them exactly what they needed, like, that you need to hear, Um, so, like, letting him know, like, how to Uh, respond appropriately to what you need so for me what I need sometimes is um, like let's just say for example I'm crying because I'm stressed and like you always say like when someone cries I don't know what to do so like what I taught Travis was okay if I'm crying obviously like in the in the moment it's so hard to tell your partner like to like oh can you just hold me but then for me like I think I've been learning to be a little more direct and be like I'm feeling sad and then like in the moment also I'll tell him like this is a good opportunity for you to you know do the things that like maybe I need which is like telling me it's okay um like teaching him how to do it so you have to teach the other person how to do it and also show them like what you need because like no one's they're not gonna know and like you can't expect them to like know and like don't be passive about it so um so yeah I, I feel like I've helped you out pretty well I think um in terms of understanding me
1: I think maybe I would clarify that. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it sounds like she's like in the middle of tears and she's like, Travis, this is a good opportunity for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, to uh <laughs> to <laughs> to support me, you know, she doesn't say that. Uh I think maybe the clarification would be like um maybe even like positive feedback. So like if she's like crying or something and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. So I'm just like, uh, it's okay. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, clearly I'm not comfortable with it because I don't, I don't need that myself. So I'm just mm. like, what do, what would she like to hear, you know, based on what I know mm-hmm. to support her? And I, uh, I guess, I don't know if I'm talking to you, I'm talking to them or to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But to support you, I I say these things, right? And then what you usually say back is, good job, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, you feel supported and you feel, like, acknowledged. And then you just tell me, like, okay, that was, like, you did a good job.
0: Mm. And I'm like,
1: okay, cool. Like, I mean, I did it right. Yeah. You know? Uh, In the same way, sometimes I go back to my default behavior or my default, like, response, which would be, like, responding with logic, like, okay, I get that you're stressed, but stress, but stress doesn't help you solve the problem. Mm. So, you know, either you can sit there and be stressed about it or you feel the stress <laughs> and you just move on and you, get, you solve the problem so yeah. that you're no longer stressed. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't really help when you're in the middle of a situation and you're super, super stressed. If you, you know, maybe for, a, maybe for like logical uh, or rational tendency people, Maybe that would, Mm -hmm. but for the emotional person, it doesn't help. And so when I have been guilty of saying stuff like that before, and then you definitely tell me like right there, you're like, that is not what I needed to hear. Yeah. You know? And so there's a positive and the re and the negative reinforcement, um, which is probably what helps me a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than it's, like, her being, like, this is a good opportunity for you. Yeah.
0: You I don't know? say it like that. I don't say it like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, it's hard to think of a scenario right now. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think, like, for me, it's, it, which is funny because we both, like, Andy, Frisella, and we're both from Arte. And I love that he's very direct and tells you, like, execution of emotion. And I agree with that, you know? And I agree with that in terms of business because you really should be taking your emotion out, like, most of the time. You know, a lot of your decisions um, but even so, my, by my nature, I'm very emotional. So that's why I think, like, I, I like that you said that, I think a key point that you said was like, oh, um, I don't care for someone to be like, oh, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, you got this, like all these things that like, you don't need stuff like that. That's why it's, it, I think it's really a key thing for everyone to notice is that maybe you, because we all think everyone wants what we want um for i guess like encouragement or feedback or whatever like they want the same kind of style but it's not true because for you you don't care for that you know you care for like logic steps all these things like how to actually solve something
1: yeah Um, for me it's just like oh stress doesn't do any good so like why feel stress Mm. um i can sit here and be sad and cry about something or i can like you know and i can let it like i can let it you know waste away my the rest of my day being Mm -hmm. sad or I can feel the sadness and be like look it's not being sad it's not gonna make it better Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so I just need to go like get over it and do Mm -hmm. something that makes me happy yeah that's how I am you know it's all in my head like I don't I don't need other people to be there hugging me Mm -hmm. and like crying around me I don't need people to tell me like oh it'll be okay you know like for me it's just internal Mm -hmm. where I'm just like all right like I need to move on or i need to mm-hmm. make it better you know mm-hmm. whereas and then because i think that way and it works for me i think everyone thinks that way or everyone should think that way which is a fallacy because everyone is so different
0: right so i mean i'm very curious then um because obviously I, I work with a lot of people who um like i mean i'm in the mental health space like also fitness space but a lot of people do need that kind of encouragement and i think when I coach people, like, I do give people that, that encouragement, the stuff that maybe you don't need. So I think sometimes I carry that over from my work where I'm trying to care for you the way I care for my clients or, like, our members, right? We're power wolves, right? Um, like, do you ever get the sense of, like, am I, like, like, maybe, like, pushing any kind of boundaries or maybe saying things that aren't, like, relevant for you? But, like, because you never really tell me that, oh, like, like, stop questioning my emotion and, like, whatever. Because I always ask you, like, oh, how are you? Like, are you doing good? Because... And I would ask, are you stressed? Does that ever make you feel like I'm, I don't know if if emasculating is the right word, but it's more like thinking that you don't have what it takes. Do you think, do you take it offensively, I guess, is what I'm asking.
1: No, I don't take it offensively. I think, um, I don't know, right now, I think it's kind of funny. Really? Because because I know, because I mean, we've had this conversation already in the past before where it's like you're sitting here and you're just looking at me like do you know whatever the stuff that i'm doing with RST and you're just like how are you not stressed (laughs) and i'm like i don't know i'm just not you know or you know how are you not like freaking out right now because like this is like a disaster that just happened whatever and you just seem totally normal Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are you just like suppressing it (laughs) or are you you just suppressing your stress or do you actually not feel it because if you don't actually if you don't actually don't feel it like that's fucking weird (laughs) and you're like a robot you know and i'm like i don't know i don't actually i don't feel it you know and so so to me it's funny because you i know that you're like trying to find these signs and so then when there's a moment where i'm like of course i still feel stress Mm. and i always tell you this like i feel stress but i'm not I feel stressed but I'm not stressed like I'm not sitting there like oh shit I'm so stressed right now like where I'm like where I can't function mm. of course everyone feels some kind of stress you know mm-hmm. um, and so whenever I'm in that moment it's, it's funny because I see you like looking at me from the corner of your eye and like a little smirk in your face but like probably in your head it's like oh is he stressed <laughs> and I look at her I'm like I'm not fucking stressed. <laughs> So I think it's funny because you're just like always trying to like look out and like catch me being stressed to see that I'm like actually human. <laughs> um, but I am human. I just don't feel right. stress that much. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't feel a lot of right. a lot of negative emotion. I right. think I got pretty good at, uh, you know, like even anger or like when I'm when I'm upset at something, it's like. I always, I've told you this before too, where it's like, I feel anger, but I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. So I, I can feel the anger like building up and I'm like, wow, like that does not make me feel good. Like how can that person do that? Or how can that person say that? Or that was super disrespectful, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I feel that anger and I'm just like, okay, now like I have a, like I have a choice on how to act on this feeling. Mm. Either I can like pout about it and be angry back, or I can just like feel it and be like, you know what, like maybe that person was having a bad day, maybe they just have a different perspective than me. Mm. Whatever, maybe it came off wrong. Maybe they didn't intend to. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then I just let it go, mm. right? And that actually brings me to the next thing before I forget, which is like you, regardless of what the other what the other person actually. What, uh, regardless of what the other person actually feels like if their intent is actually malicious or not I always use the example of like driving on the freeway right yeah and people um, they come in you're in like the exit lane long lane of cars and you're waiting there for like five minutes and then when you get to like the little exit a car just like merges in from the, the lane over and you're like fuck you and you're trying to like go really close to the car in front of the per- <laughs> like, in front of you just kind of go really, really close. You're like, "Fuck you! You're not getting in my lane. You're not gonna cut me." Of course, the car goes in front of you, and it goes like three cars up ahead, and you're not mad anymore because like it's not right in front of you, you know. And so you feel like, "Oh, fuck that guy!" Like, like, for sure he's like, you know, uh, whatever. You just feel really angry at that person, right? And you know, what I always tell myself is, at that point, even if ninety five percent of people who do that know are actually just too lazy to wait in line and just cut you have the choice to believe about them what you want
0: Mm.
1: and the choice is either one they are an asshole cutting everyone off and that makes you feel angry or you can believe that maybe they have never driven this freeway before Mm. maybe it's an old man Mm. maybe his wife's in the hospital and he needs to rush right and so he's going as fast as he can, right? And I've done it in in other cities where I'm not familiar with the roads where I'm just like going and I'm like, oh shit, I hate to exit. And I cut the whole line of people, mm. of course, right? So I've done it too. And so you can, you can choose whether you want to believe that person is cutting you or made a mistake and needs to merge in or is in a hurry somewhere or whatever. Mm. That's valid. And... The reason why that's important is that choice that you make determines how you feel, mm. right? So you can either so that you you can choose whether to feel stressed or 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 upset or sad or whatever, um, or not. Mm. And I think I don't know. That was kind of a tangent. I don't know where. No, about, I liked but it. That yeah. was like that's the story I oh. always use um to demonstrate like that you always have a choice you know it's the same situation of the guy cutting you off and getting into the exit lane uh and even if he truly is like i said even if he truly is cutting you off and like you know he is you can still choose to say like maybe he's just having a bad day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and if you think like that all of a sudden your day isn't that bad anymore like you know Mm -hmm. like when you get cut off it's like not a big deal it's like oh whatever yeah
0: you won't have to like carry that emotional burden. Yeah. And so, you you can, so
1: you can feel like that initial like frustration or anger like, oh, fuck that guy. And then you're like, you know what? Like whatever, maybe he wasn't ever taught to like wait in line. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, it's not his fault.
0: Mm-hmm. Whatever
1: it is. If you choose to believe that, then you're like, all right. And you let it go. And you go continue on your day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, you, and then you're in a better state of mind, mm-hmm. you know, and you can apply that to anything.
0: So you think that it's okay for you to feel the emotion, but I think the thing that people struggle with the most is the letting go of it part.
1: Yeah. I mean, of course, um, like I don't express emotion outwardly necessarily or like act on it, but I still feel it, right? And so I think that's the misconception is that people who are like logical, like robotic, whatever, like they don't feel emotion. And I think it's more the case that they just don't act on it. So Yeah. So I think it's the letting go part,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> this was great, very philosophical. <laughs> um, I, I really like it because um, I know like you read like Ryan Holiday or you, re- you you've practiced stoicism too. So I think that's really cool. Um, I think that that's what really has played into like a lot of your maturity. I think like that's why you're such a secure person um which is why I like admire you you know um for all of those aspects um but, but I think what was always really weird to me was that like as I've been dating you I'm just like why is, there hasn't been a major problem with you even though it's like oh yeah this 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 problem of like um you know emotion and logic that's been the only thing maybe but it's like not really anything big I think we have very good conversations where I don't like yell at you or anything we don't yell at each other we just like oh hey this is bothering me and like we know how to talk it out which i think is really amazing it's very relieving but at the same time it's almost like oh this is very normal but at the same time because i've been in so many uh roller coaster emotions with other um past relationships before it's it feels odd that it's so stable it feels odd that like it's like calm waters you know i
1: thought i was your first boyfriend (laughs) shut the fuck up
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, busted. <laughs> um, um But yeah, so um but like with all of that when I thought it I just always thought there there must be something that I don't know about you that you're hiding. You know, I I feel like there's what if I go down this like a year later and like something big comes up where I never saw it coming because how can things be so stable? Like is this really how a relationship? So I always question it. So and I always bring it up to you, like, um, like about my trauma and my past. And even that's very difficult because I'm like, I don't want to bring up the past. But I think it's super important that you know why I think like this. Um, so, I mean, I want to know then, like, you know, like, how do you feel whenever I bring it up? Because no one wants to hear about exes. No one wants to hear about all those things.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, just like any other person, you know, like when you're talking about... I don't know like an example might be like oh i i don't know what's up? My, my mind just blank but basically like let's say you talk about like you going somewhere like let's say we're going to a park or something and then somehow it comes up that like the last time you're at i'm just making it up mm-hmm. the last time you're at this park was with your ex or something like no one likes to hear that right because it's like you're trying to take your significant other somewhere like nice and all sense it's like oh i've I've been here before with like my ex you know and yeah. you're like fuck <laughs> um or you know you tell stories about you know oh he lived at your house or whatever stuff it's like yeah like i don't want to hear that <laughs> you know um but at the same time so like so like any normal person it's like i feel like I'm like, oh, like the thought of uh, you being with someone else, even in the past, is like not a good thought, right? But at the same time, it's like, what can I do about it? Yeah. That's the past already. Mm. I have my past too. Like everyone has a past uh, and it's made us who we are. And so, you know, to me, um, truly being, like, truly getting over something is to accept it and not, mm. like, hide from it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, like... Like, I mean, the way I look at things, is like, if you can talk about your ex openly and, like, feel nothing, like, if you can run into your ex and have a normal conversation and be cordial and just, like, you know, you know, talk about him or talk to him or whatever and feel, like, totally nothing... That means you're 100% over it, Mm -hmm. you know? But if you have to avoid talking about him because it brings up really bad memories and avoid thinking about him or avoid going to places that you went with him because, uh, you know, because of that past, then you're not truly over it. You're just avoiding Mm -hmm. it. You're just hiding it, you know? And so for me, it's like whenever you bring up that past, Mm -hmm. it's like it's just who you are you know and so either we can just pretend that it never happened and not talk about it or I can just accept that it's part of you
0: right
1: and you know and then at that point you can just be like the person I'm with that's part of who they are Mm. and either I accept it or I don't accept it
0: Mm. I love it. I, I really like that. Um, it's just a very mature way of looking at it. I think the reason why I asked, like, I, I'm per- particularly curious is just because, you know, my work is heavily influenced because of the pain I've been through. You know, everything i built with Powerwolf, it is influenced by the fact that I was very insecure and, like, I let other people step all over me, particularly with my, with my ex. Um, and, like, through all that, that's when I started really diving into personal development. Um, I think... uh and when I talk about, like, trauma, I think the reason why I actually... I don't just bring it up just because, like, oh, it's fun to bring up. But it's just... And, I like, guess it's a part of me. But at the same time, it's, like, I'm still working through a lot of things that I don't want to bring into this relationship. Um, and I don't ever, like, want to bring the pain that I felt, like, there and, like, react the same way to you. Because that's not fair. So that's why I do bring it up. And, like, it's important to um, that you know why... Um, I do have certain negative patterns or like, maybe I don't trust you or something, or like, maybe, um, I feel like you're going to leave me or whatever, because my ex always used to, um, constantly say he was going to leave me. And like, that was as as an excuse, which is why it's so hard for me sometimes to tell you when I'm like, Hey, this isn't this, like, I need this from you but you're always very accepting of that. So I think that's really great um, that you are willing to work with me. Uh, I think a really cool, um, not cool, but um, that one story that um, happened, uh, I think it was last week uh, at, at that one place in Seal Beach. Um, we were both just like, so we do this thing where we always tease each other. And like, it's just, it's just part of like, our relationship where we just make fun of each other and it was pretty cold outside and we were walking towards Travis's car or like you're towards your car. I always forget my talking to you or like the <laughs> other people, but I was walking to your car and um, I don't know what we were joking about, but like we we're just joking. And then you, like, you ran to your car first and you open the door and like you got in the car and you lock the car lock the car door and you're just like pretending that you don't know me and stuff like that. But obviously you're being playful, but. It brought back a lot of really it made me it brought back a lot of really, really terrible memories for me because um a few years ago when that actually happened with my ex, it was serious. Where he really didn't want to let me in the car. And he made me stand outside in the cold. Similar type of cold feeling, similar, like also a white car, also convertible, and I was just like, holy fuck. And I just kept telling you, like, oh behave like let me in you know and you and like maybe for like a minute you didn't let me in and I was like freaking the hell out and I got in the car and like I didn't respond to you like at all like in that moment obviously you didn't know like why right like you're you're just like oh shit I did something but
1: yeah (laughs) well first I don't have a convertible
0: oh okay i don't know <laughs> okay i don't know the difference not okay that important, it's a coupe okay uh, <laughs> not that important
1: but i just wanted to see it and then the second thing was yeah you got in the car and you're just like yeah you're just quiet like silent treating me and i was like oh shit and i was like are you mad like are you no i was like oh are you actually mad because like you know like i don't know i this was like a joke you know <laughs> and then and then that's when you explained it's like oh it just brought back bad memories and then when you said that and i was like oh shit mm like, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Tori told me that story. But, you know, I just didn't think of it, you know. And so, like, when I did it, you know, it was just a joke. and Yeah. Yeah, so then when it actually, like, bothered you, that's when I was just like, oh, I fucked up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I just apologized. And then I think it was
0: fine. After oh, yeah, that. it was, like, yeah. immediately fine. I was like, okay, that was it. Like, that's all it – but that, that's kind of – what clear communication is. So I, we, I walked you guys through that because I want you to know, like, what really, really strong communication is from both sides. Not just him, but also me, where, like, I was able in that moment to not just be like, you yeah, know, you should know why. Like, I already told you this. And, like, I could have easily just gone home and, like, said nothing. He would have still been confused. And, like, it just would have, like, turned into something bigger. But I was, again, me bringing out the logical side, meeting him halfway, which was like, okay... Um, this is bringing back bad memories because I told you before, like, this happened to me. When I'm, like, that stressed, I don't want to bring it up, but, like, it's, it's extra effort to do that. So,
1: and the other thing is that, like, to build on that is, I don't know, at least for me, and I, I think it goes the same for people who think like me as well, which is, like, if... Lauren, like, if you... I don't, if I'm, like, I don't know who I'm talking to. Like, am I talking to you? Or, but, um, like, if, if you did that all the time where... Like, on the... on, Sorry, if you did the... Like, the, what... Not what you do. You did, like, what norm, like other people do. Yeah. Which is, like, just sit there and, like, pout and just be, like, you know, silent treatment and stuff. Like, for someone like me... um, Like, we... I, I don't know. I, used to, I, I think we don't have, like, a high we don't understand it, uh, like why you would just sit there and like be all silent treatment, and so like I feel like we don't tolerate it, really. Mm. So like if you always were like mad at me and you just sat there and, and didn't say anything, thinking like I should know, and I would sit there and be like, "I'm confused because you didn't set to, you, you didn't tell me why, and I don't know why, and this always just happens because it will constantly happen if you mm-hmm. don't communicate, if you don't communicate it to me like that's when like the two people split Mm. you know because because one person doesn't understand why the other person keeps on getting silent treatment and that person doesn't feel understood Mm -hmm. and so there has to be that that meeting in the middle ground where you know one person has to say like has to communicate that they're upset and why and then the other person has to like Well, once it's communicated, they'll understand. The other person will understand. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have to, like, you know, apologize or realize that that person's feelings are valid and not just Mm -hmm. say, like, well, that's dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, like, a meeting halfway where it's, like... For me, I'm just, like, it's not a big deal, right? It's a joke. But understanding that, you know, that story from your past and all that stuff, like... I immediately knew I was like, ah, I need to apologize. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think it, I mean, I think it takes more than just one person to communicate. Like, meaning, like, I, even if I communicated, but you could have easily said, why do you keep bringing the past up? You keep bringing it to this. Like, aren't you over it? I'm so tired of hearing it. You could easily have said that instead of. I'm not him. Yeah, exactly. Instead of that, but that's what the other person's reaction could always be. Because one person is trying to communicate, but the other person is not trying to listen and takes offense to it. Then that's where it still doesn't work out. So either way, it's like it's a two-way street. So if, that's why even when you like you paused after I said that, after I told you, um, this happened before, and you paused and you're like, Oh, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean that. But that was such a quick response because you understood immediately. But most people, like the 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 communication ends there. There's just it just starts into like a like like, who's, who's going to win this battle, basically? Like, who's right, who's wrong kind of thing? But instead, you were working with me because you knew what I needed was to know that you understood, which was really great. Um, so I think, like, and I think what I, um, what you brought up was a really good point of, like, you know, like, people like you wouldn't tolerate it. Um, if someone ended up actually, like, doing the silent treatment and, like, not telling you what what they actually feel and like hiding things and like not being straightforward you wouldn't even be be with this person to begin with
1: yeah I'd just be like sorry this is not gonna work out
0: yeah but you wouldn't have even been in a situation like that (sighs) because you know yourself so well yeah so I think like and since this is getting very long it's probably your longest podcast which is It's
1: okay. Uh,
0: It's like 47 minutes. Yeah, 47 minutes. Um, It's funny because, like, Travis and I actually have these conversations very often. um, And, like, we actually always have, like, very good conversations together. And, like, I always wanted to record things like this with him um, because I think a lot of people would get a lot of value from it. But uh, if you guys got nothing else from this podcast, um, I think the main thing is really figure yourself out before you actually be with someone. Um, People always say that. It's like, you actually go find yourself. It sounds very, like oh, like, I know I need to find myself, but no, really, you should, because it's, like, this last situation we just, we just talked about, where, like, if you know yourself well enough, you know what you want, and, like, you know how you should be treated, um, because you've developed yourself so much, you wouldn't even get into a relationship like that, where, like, people are, um, like, giving each other the silent treatment, or someone feels defensive and attacking each other, like, this, this would never even happen, because the person you end up attracting is just gonna be the one where, like, they're probably at the same maturity level as you. Um, and that's why it's been very easy for us. Obviously, it's, like, there's going to be problems, obviously, because, like, it's new, it's fresh, but I think what my purpose of was, like, by, by telling him telling him everything that, like, could possibly go wrong or, like, um, or everything that I'm working on and him also telling me the same, it is just going to help minimize all those issues and, like, it it helps when you have both people growing and you don't want to be the only one growing and, like, trying to, like, carry the other person. It just makes it so much harder, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thank you for spending so much time with me uh, and, and us, like, on this podcast. Um, I know, like, you're busy too. Um, and we're both really tired. So, but I just really want to still do this podcast today um, because I know a lot of people wanted to um you're us both, uh, and you're you're actually my first guest on on this podcast. So that's pretty cool. So I appreciate you for that.
1: You'll notice how she just said, "I'm tired again." <laughs> so that's why, in my defense, you know, I'm not lying. You know, she does say it a lot, and that's why I didn't know that she meant I want to go home. <laughs> so
0: I'm working on it. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for listening to this podcast. If you guys really liked it, um, and I know many of you guys probably have people who can really relate to um, this whole topic of relationships, send them this podcast and this series. I think they would really enjoy it. Um, and also give us a rating. Uh, it really helps us out. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next time. Probably not this next week because we're all going to be on vacation, but we'll see you guys after Christmas. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.